This is Jezology. It's a real science, honestly. Not just a podcast of me talking about me. Or, or maybe it is. It's Jezology. Hello and welcome to the Jazzology podcast. My name is Jeremy Johnson and I'm a singer-songwriter, as well as being the host of this podcast. This episode features a chat with Worcester-based spoken word artist and rapper Ben Obi. Ben and I met during a collaboration project for BBC Introducing, where we were given one week to write, produce and release a track that would be played on the radio the week after. This episode follows our story as how we came together, how we collaborated, and the product that we actually created. So without further ado, here's the podcast. How you doing, brother? Yeah, I'm all right. How are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. It's, it's yeah, weird to see your face, mate, to be honest, because we've done so much chatting about our collab. We'll talk about the collab anyway. But yeah, spent a lot of time on the phone instead. Yeah. yeah. Exactly, yeah. So it's kind of strange to FaceTime. What we should have done is probably FaceTimed a bit more. This wouldn't yeah, be true. quite so weird, where I <laughs> yeah, know, I know your voice natural. really well, but I just don't know your face. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Anyway, Mr. Ben Obi, welcome to my stream. Welcome to Thank the what me. will be the Jezology podcast. Excuse the mm. name, it's just what's stuck. Oh, no, so, I uh, it came, came naturally, did it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I started off the podcast as a bit of a joke, and it just yeah. has kind of evolved into something that I really enjoy doing. So, And oh, then once, cool. it's, it's a bit like if you start off a band and you have a band mm. name in mind, and then, you know, you just sort of, it's a bit of a tongue-in-cheek thing, and then suddenly everyone's calling you the Arctic Monkeys, and you've got to kind of yeah. stick with it, you know? <laughs> so you go, yeah, that'll work, actually, yeah. <laughs> How are you, my friend? Uh, yeah, I'm good, man. I can't complain. Living life. Good. How are you? I'm yeah I'm well I'm well you know I was, today actually I uh, I had a bit of a moment where I was like I was getting a bit kind of stuck inside my own head so I said I'm going to go Trapped for a run walls, yeah. exactly I went for a run and it's sort of been right out yeah. so uh, and that's the first time I've gone for a run in a long time because I've just oh, been really? like hammer I've just been just hammering the laptop um, did you really feel the effects of it oh man like I I realized I, I don't know why I haven't been doing it all winter you know, it's oh, really? like, I just say anyway, I don't want to, I don't want to go around that, but uh, otherwise very, very well, you know, busy yeah, yeah, and nice. uh, considering the restrictions on musicians at the moment, I feel very lucky to still be mm. producing music and still be doing what I love. Yeah, and, yeah. and hopefully when everything sort of slowly starts to sort of shift into normality again, then we'll be in yeah. a good position. To I bet it's, it's, but it's weird for you back home because you're usually out on the road places, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I've spent, you know, I, I came into this game quite late. Like I started full time when I was 32. Mm. And that was three years ago. And the way that I sort of said to myself that I wanted to get into it was I wanted to be very much a proactive physical musician. So I wanted to go out and play gigs and busk and mm. meet people and do it that way. And um, and so I did that. And so I've had basically two and a half years of being a nomad, being a bit of a gypsy, yeah. <laughs> living in a van and like going places I like to be and then playing music on the side and trying to make it work. Yeah. And then COVID comes along and says, nah, you've got to be indoors now. Yeah, and I'm stay like, inside, locked up. Yeah. And in a way, it's kind of yeah. cool because like it's given me a chance to catch up with all the stuff that I should have been doing all along, like getting my yeah. social media strategy sorted and, yeah. you know, actually producing music and being able to co collaborate with people like yourself. So, yeah, yeah. A bit you of know, a reset button. Yeah, yeah. And, I, you know, I'm yeah. kind of excited about 
the next step, which is going to be a bit of an amalgamation of both. I think that's going to be a sort of fun thing to get into. But how about yourself? Like, what's your uh, COVID um, experience been like? Yeah, to be honest, I can't really complain. It's been it's been pretty good. Uh, I'm still I've, I've oh, not good. Good's the wrong word, but I've been, I've kept busy and I've still been working and I feel pretty i feel pretty like you said i'm pretty blessed things are going pretty well for me when it's as a difficult situation for everyone else so pretty good i had the i had covid which weren't great but then got over it so it was all good yeah that's that's but, the main thing as long as you're now fit and healthy and raring to go but i'll tell you what i should yeah. do i should probably introduce why you're on the the jazzology podcast yeah. actually <laughs> before we get any further into it because i feel like we sort of skipped that step but um, for anyone who's listening, um, this is Ben Obi. Um, ben and I met through a collaboration project uh, with BBC Music Introducing in Hereford and Worcester, because you're a Worcester-based uh, musician, yeah. Ben. Am, am I right in thinking yeah. Obi's your second name, or is it a stage name? No, no, it's a stage name. My, um, okay. my last name's Garrett, yeah. Garrett? That's what my, yeah, you can see my brother has just joined in the film. Ah, right. There you okay. go. <laughs> so, so, so ben, Ben's a, I would say, I don't want to, I don't want to necessarily like devalue you by saying you're one thing because I think you're a, you're a, you're a great talent and I think you've got a lot of skill oh, based you. on different things, but you're probably most comfortable being described as a rapper. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely say. A rapper probably, and then I'm working towards getting into more things, but like when I started with it all, um it came from like poetry and came from just writing down thoughts and stuff like that so yeah rapper probably and then i'm i'm moving in as i'm becoming more and more comfortable with my voice i'm trying to branch into different things but yeah i think it's i think it's a really interesting thing that sort of like pigeonholing process as a musician because Mm. i wouldn't say you're what when i think of a rapper i don't think of you like i'm a big fan of what you do i'm a big fan of the more kind of like thoughtful spoken word to music mm. thing but i saying you're just I'm, i don't want to be disparaging about rappers but saying mm. you're a rapper sort of like almost devalues the poetry in your words a little bit because mm. i think yeah, a lot of people yeah, associate with kind of gangster rapper yeah but I think, I, that's I why with I say, the rapper side of things it's like every i think it's it's poetry in all aspects of it i think it's just people telling their own stories and mine might not stereotypically line up with the stories that we hear in that genre i think it's it's kind of more conscious but there's there's amazing conscious rappers out there at the moment like Lil Khan and Manic MC and stuff like that yeah. which are uh, really speaking for a really deep thought base I think so yeah it's for me cool. I, I I really enjoy it and I was it's interesting because again so we got we got linked up through Beeps Introducing which we're going to talk a bit a little bit more, yeah, yeah, more yeah. about but I've, I'm a massive fan of, um, despite the fact I come from a much a, a very guitar-driven, folky background, and, and I'm a big fan of that style of music. Mm. I've been a fan of old-school hip hop and conscious rapping for, you know, yeah. at least 15 years. Yeah. And uh, and for me, I couldn't have thought of a better collab really. So it was it was nice because we were paired up randomly. Yeah. But I, if I could have chosen, I would have said I want to be I want to be paired up with a sort of a conscious rapper. And and I, I said yeah. to you first time I spoke to you I, I think i threw laurel Carner into the mix because I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm a big laurel Carner fan and uh, and so it was a great pleasure to to sort of like move into that realm and see what we could do together so. yeah it was cool it was cool um because i love acoustic guitars as well and then when i heard all your yeah. things i was like this is going to work really well because i love the sound of of that i think it 
yeah. it gives a lot, a lot to play on, isn't it? You can play yeah. around on a beat if it's got acoustic guitar in it, so that's cool. Yeah, we're, we're, we'll talk about it in a, a little bit more in detail because I think it's interesting you mentioned acoustic guitar, which I sent you a demo without a guitar in it. <laughs> mm. yeah, yeah, true. Um, but anyway, let's let's talk a little bit about um, about your your background in music. Like, what what mm. got you into the game? Like, what what what's your history um, in music? It's not it's not long. I've got pretty much zero history in music apart from being someone who overindulges in it. That's pretty yeah. much it. Um, <laughs> don't don't we all? I mean, really, yeah, that's <laughs> it's that a good escape. <laughs> I think it was. I like. I used to write a lot. I like writing. I like the poetry side of things. I love all that. And then um, it just became a bit more exciting when I added the music. And it was the self-confidence, isn't it? So once you break that barrier of not caring anymore, you can kind of experiment much more and with music and uh, using that, just moving the words onto music. I just, I loved like the process of that. But musical history, pretty much none apart from enjoyment. Do you, what sort of inspired you to start I guess, I mean, my understanding of your process is that you've, you've basically like um, bought it. Well, you can maybe explain how you, how you create your, your sound, mm. but, but what was the process to get to that point? Do you, have, do you have friends or family who are inspiring you into it? Or is it literally a, a, something you just wanted to try? And, and um, I think it's probably it's something I wanted to try. I mean, my parents are like super into music. They're, they're, it's a huge part of their lives. I do a thing on my channel, actually, on my um, Instagram, which is like Wind Down Wednesday. And like they have this huge box of old vinyls that they have collected over years. And then um, every Wednesday, I take like an hour just to chill out, wind down, whatever we want to call it, take one out at random, and then I just listen to that and, and listen to music. So, I mean, definitely an influence on my parents' side of things, loving music and all that kind of old stuff, yeah. um, which I, I love now as well but no no my music is a pretty new thing i mean my friends all work or do whatever they do and they they just live a different life to to artistic kind of things but it's it's nice it's grounding because there's this side where i can be all weird and creative and enjoy it and then meet my mates down the pub and have like a really grounding conversation about real yeah. things because you kind of get lost in don't you because you're like oh, oh i yeah. do this i want to do that and i want to do that my yeah. mates have got all their aspirations, ambitions as well. Yeah. Um, but everyone can just kind of chill and chat in a pub, which is nice, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. I think it's really important to have that mix, actually. And it's good to have that grounding. Because sometimes if you're around, I don't know, like it, there's, a, there's a danger that if you end up in a certain group of friends, especially as an artist, where everyone's very kind of like, I don't know, kind of like lofty goal driven, then mm. you can end up struggling with that. But if you can be grounded by people, look at an example like Ed Sheeran or Stormzy or any one of those guys. Mm. I think they've, they've kept that balance really well because they've been fast, fantastically successful, but they've, they've grounded themselves in mates from school. You know, they haven't mm. gone and, yeah. you, know, up, you know, hung out with John Mayer and, you know, all the actors <laughs> yeah. in Hollywood. And they could do, but they yeah. choose to surround themselves with people who remind them that life isn't, you know yeah, yeah. million dollar this and fancy yeah. watch that and what about you i bet you've you've met like a lot of people in the same genre like well in in the music industry now do you still feel more comfortable around like your mates that you grew up with and stuff like that or, well it's the... interesting because i've i've lived many lives you know yeah. and um yeah. and i don't like i have i have a, a very small core group of friends who have been with me since since school and university um, mm. but I mean, I've, I, I've lost count of the 
of like the stages I've gone through where you sort of like mm. you're you're somewhere for a while, you meet a group of people and then you sort of move on, you're somewhere else and meet a group of people. Yeah, yeah. I mean I spent I spent most of my twenties outside the UK. Um, mm. you know, I lived I lived in Africa for a couple of years, I lived in Holland for four years, I lived in Probably. France for a couple of years. So, all over the place, huh? Yeah. And so yeah. what's interesting with me is that I've I've almost been grounded by the the refresh of of my life mm. changing a lot and through that you meet a lot of people and you sort of like you you get gauged into sort of maybe the average viewpoint of lots of different aspects of life mm. and so my grounding is more in the amount of people who I've met and inspired me and that's sort of almost I think uh, what what sort of like is a foundation and drive between bef- well for me to move forward in in my 30s as a musician I guess yeah yeah um, so it's yeah it's it's not quite the same because I'm sort of a, I'm sort of ten years down the road from you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. so it's um, yeah it's it's an interesting process. But I yeah. I still I still you know I think when I move around a lot, having my friends around like having my friends who I believe in and trust um, on the phone and mm. keeping me sort of sane is is a good thing because sometimes yeah. you can end up getting a bit sort of like lost in the lost in the gym yeah yeah definitely well i suppose like that's what you said like you're more like you said you're 10 years down the line but that's kind of one thing that we did have on the phone was i felt like you was dropping a lot of like advice and knowledge and guidance of things that i didn't even understand at all because obviously <laughs> yeah. i have, yeah. I have just, no experience just a, with this. Uh, very opinionated that's all i am <laughs> is that <laughs> what it is so, yeah. <laughs> no but you know it's i think it's what's nice is that especially when you go through a process um like not that I feel like like there's a, any sort of subordinate element to like mm. you know just because you're ten years younger than me doesn't mean that you're mm. any less sort of like you know it's it, it's not about that for me but yeah, I think yeah. there's certain things that what I what I like is that I don't meet many people who have the same I mean we're different genres but fundamentally mm. we've got the same drive the same creative impulse and that same desire to share what's in us with yeah, other people. Yeah. And there aren't that many people around who you can sort of have that passionate conversation with. And so yeah. when I meet somebody like that, it's it's always one of those things where I'm like, oh, you know, I, I, it's so nice to talk to someone about it. And then you, because I'm totally like independent and sort of self-managed mm. and stuff, um, it's lovely to share my experience and try and yeah, help someone yeah. else along their path. So well, that's what um, it is. It's experience at the end of the day, isn't it? And then yeah. if you've got it, you, you, you share it, don't you? So exactly. Yeah, I do. I do feel like that's that's what's the best thing. It, you know, collaborating on many levels as well. Whether you're collaborating musically or or actually just on the philosophy of of life and and your career and your music, there's hmm. there's lots of different elements to collaboration. So I like to I like to share that with people and. Yeah, yeah, so I'm, I'm glad that you enjoyed my. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. It was it was very helpful. Yeah. If you ever if you ever need more opinions, you can always ask. Yeah, um, <laughs> I keep that in mind. Let's talk about the um, the BBC introducing collaboration. So again, yeah. um, you and I know each other. We're sort of new friends, as it mm. were. So we met uh, three weeks ago. I'm going to Some, say somewhere around there now. Yeah. It, it, feel, it feels like it feels like we've known each other for a long time, but like it does, it, yeah, but relatively new. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, what, what was your process like? How, how did you end up getting involved with the collaborations project with BBC Introducing? Uh, to be honest, I was, I got into like sending my music off to them, and it was going pretty well. They were like playing a few things, and I was like, oh, this is really cool. First time ever being on radios and stuff like that. Um, and then I saw them post about it. 
And then I just kind of put, this is a really cool idea in the comment section because I thought it's a really cool idea. Um, and then the guy emailed me, um, Andrew yeah. emailed me and said, check, uh, well, actually he messaged me on Facebook saying, check your email because I'm super unorganized. And then there was an email in there saying, if you want to be involved in it, call up at this time and all this. And then uh, he explained the concept, but that's pretty much what it was. It was kind of last minute commenting on a thing. And then a few weeks later, someone calling up and saying, do you want to be a part of it? Yeah. That's what, what about you? I mean, did, you did you do similar? Exactly the same. And it's, it's a bit bonkers, really, because I mean, I, I don't want to sort of like sound like I'm slating um, BBC Introducing, but their, their Facebook page isn't the most dynamic place. Mm. You know, so like, I mean, I, you know, they'll, they, they post a lot, which is fantastic. And I think they do a, a great job of that. And it's, it's social media can be a bit thankless from that perspective. Mm. Like you put a lot of effort in and nobody sort of like engages with yeah. what you're doing. But it's very much the case with BBC introducing Hera from Worcester where they, they post a lot. And I, you know, I've, I rarely see more than about one or two like, likes on their posts. But mm. anyway, they do occasionally post stuff through. And I saw Andrew, Andrew came up with this idea. So Andrew Marston is the Hereford and Worcester DJ for BBC introducing radio in, in, yeah. in our area. And I saw him post up this thing about collaborations. And I just thought, yeah, again, like great idea. I have been thinking about a way to try and do that anyway in the yeah, area. Yeah. Like I'd love to meet more people from around our area. I, I'm, I grew up in Evesham, which is just yeah, down the yeah. road from where you live at the moment, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm actually there at the moment. <laughs> um, but yeah, I saw this post and I was like, yeah, that sounds cool. And then I think he sent me a Facebook message and said, oh, thanks for, for being involved. I'll be in touch. Mm. And um, then I think I got a message through saying, would you like to be, uh, would you like to do a collaboration this weekend mm. with somebody? And then he said, like, we'll just do a, it was all very short, very quick i guess but <laughs> yeah, he said yeah. that we'll do an interview so just be available on saturday evening for the radio so we sort of i tuned in and you tuned in yeah, and then yeah. we were on the radio and then he kind of surprised us with introducing us on the radio <laughs> well, yeah, so we, we had no he, he says only don't post about it because you don't want to like figure out who's who yeah. you're collaborating with uh, which was kind yeah, of cool. exactly yeah 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 no, I like and, that, yeah yeah and so um and so we basically met on on the radio live which was a bit yeah. bonkers uh bonkers experience <laughs> yeah yeah um tasha says um you're both incredible oh, oh thank you very much tasha, tasha that's very nice of you <laughs> um well look out for the track because i really enjoy what we've done and i think yeah, it's going to be same. a great it's going to be it's going to be a great um asset and addition to to mine annual catalog I yeah think. definitely so, i think it combined it so nicely as well because mm. it, it i think it was I mean, the collaboration idea came out well with us because both styles kind of meshed quite nicely together. I think that's, that's the thing. And so, so that's the, that was the process, basically. After that Saturday, we then had a week to create a track together. And mm. they, did, they just said there was no rules, just create something, finish it by Friday, get it on the BBC Introducing Uploader, and um and then we'll play it on saturday and we'll interview you <laughs> so it's yeah, an know, element so. of pressure there like you don't want to end yeah. up putting something on the radio which is totally rubbish but um but i think w the, we basically started by um i had a load of demos and i sent mm. you i think i sent you three or four demos just the ones that i thought yeah, yeah. would perhaps work with your style and that's sort of where we went so i think like you said there was a nice element there because both of our skill sets and both of our like positions mm. in what we were doing actually fitted really nicely together. I think that was quite lucky in a way. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. Kind of aligned quite nicely. Yeah, exactly. Um, but like, 
what so so the, so yeah so i sent you a demo and then we basically went back and forth every day and i think you you had work right so you you yeah, you're, so, you're yeah. currently working you can what what is it you do um uh, i work, work in i work in a uh, semh school which is uh, social emotional mental health so it's kind of like if kids get kicked out of every other school they've been in um and then they go to a pupil referral unit and then if they get kicked out of pupil referral unit they come to us um oh, i can't right. say where cool. because yeah. it's safeguarding online but I, but right. that's what we're doing um but yeah, it's good, and we're obviously open through all the COVID stuff because it's um, it's vulnerable children in the area. Yeah. So we've been open all the time. So yeah, I was working during the day, and then you were doing all your lives and everything in the evening. So yeah. it's kind of like flipping yeah, so the, so, yeah, yeah. So I basically I'd basically work on the demo through the day, and then so you'd get home at five and send me a text, and I'd send you yeah. the demo, <laughs> and then I'd go and do my whatever I do in the evenings, which is usually when I sort of do my my work, whether it's my yeah, yeah. you know live streaming or whatever and um and then you'd work on it and then you'd send me your whatever your contribution had and then we'd <laughs> yeah. like we just kept going back and forth like that yeah, yeah and um yeah it was interesting and then we uh we sort of got to to friday and uh and mixed and mastered it and then mm. popped it off to bbc right, I mean, you, you mixed and mastered it i just jumped on and did a little well, thing and then you, you sorted it all out <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you had creative input yeah right? creative input so... was there that's what it was yeah <laughs> <laughs> but um uh yeah and then um and then we we got together again on on saturday and on the radio and uh, had the track played which was which mm. was cool i think it was a really it was a really cool experience to do that. Oh yeah, it was. I think the time pressure actually helped us make something because you can you can make something and then leave it for a week and then come back to it. But like the time pressure of it kind of made you like lock in and do something which was cool. Yeah, totally. So I mean, my plan with this podcast is that the um, we'll I'll put the track at the end of the podcast so people know mm. what we've been talking about. But um, I so I think maybe one thing that's worth talking about is the the concept. The song's called Bedroom Kingdom, mm. which was it came from you, the song title, yeah, yeah, yeah. because I I sent you a demo with a single four bar, what I thought was a chorus, mm. um, and some guitar, uh, sorry, some some p- piano chords, and um, then you uh, basically just sort of sat with it for a while and came up with this sort of like mirror chorus rap chorus yeah yeah which yeah. Well, i thought was perfectly balanced against my whatever you want to call that chorus yeah, yeah. and uh, had this had this hook bedroom kingdom and i just kept thinking about that hook and i was like well that's the title yeah yeah you know, easy that's the title like, nothing that i had in my chorus was a was a title i thought it was a great great addition to well the, I, saw, yeah. I saw this um i watched this interview a while back with a, a rapper called polo g mm. and he was talking about like how he makes his like his rap sound melodic as well so any part of the song could get stuck in your head and i was yeah. like and now that's kind of something that i'm trying to take into my music as well so that like there's sections and it's broken up but every section is catchy in its own way so that yeah. there's always something that you want to sing along to and I, I, th- I think that's that's a really important thing which is a bit of a mystical uh talent of some people which is making mm-hmm. every part of the song like individual but mm. like something that people look forward to when they listen to the actual song yeah, and i think yeah. that's something that i've I, it's difficult for me when i listen to my own music because it's i don't know I, I i just don't have that same feeling but i definitely had that when i heard that verse of yours and i was like yeah, yeah i just every time i listen to the song i'm looking forward to that kind of like 
your yeah. bedroom kingdom verse and i'm like oh that's a really good sign you know yeah, so, yeah. oh that's cool it, yeah, it, worked, yeah. it worked really well i think the way that we did it was good as well because obviously you said you sent across um with the with the chorus in it but because i then knew what like you get a feeling of it straight away like because i heard what you were saying in the in the things and the words you were saying i was like right cool we can build a whole storyline off this yeah so it works quite well when there's it's already kind of uh a draft version preset out and you can go right we can really have fun with this now because we know the direction it's supposed to be in totally once you yeah. have that structure you can start to really build into it and yeah. what was your process lyrically did you did you, have you sort of like thought about what you did or was it just just kind of whatever came to mind or uh it comes it can't like uh i'm pretty quick when it comes to writing stuff but I, it's um i used to write just in poetry form in my phone and then try and find beats and stuff that lined up to it and then adjust it but since i've been trying to do the melodic thing where it's, it flows on sometimes i like have an idea in my head and then just record and make noises so that it yeah. fits in and then after i've got that you write the storyline to the the beat so that it, it all lines up quite nicely but that's fascinating because i i do a very similar thing from my mm. so I, I usually start with a i'm a guitarist like fundamentally i start with that guitar lick or that guitar chord or something that i enjoy like i like a little picking mm. pattern and what i tend to do is phonetically like create a melodic um uh lyrical context mm. but phonetically yeah, and then yeah. what i'll do is i'll then assign words to that phoneticism to the noise yeah yeah, yeah to the noise yeah, and then that'll that'll inspire a lyric to then mm. be built into it which then kind of sometimes yeah. that actually then inspires the whole concept and then i build the rest of the song around that so it just kind yeah. of needs that little flashpoint well, it's, the same, noticed, it's different styles isn't it like so when you with the one that we had, the melodic, phonetical thing works well for writing because you want it to be catchy, you want it on the radio. But then yeah. obviously there's other styles that you are completely written all out and then you just make something fit on it. Yeah, so totally. It's two, yeah. two different ways of doing it. Yeah. I did notice as well that um, the lovely Nina Dasgupta has uh, joined the conversation and who is a, uh, uh, one of the DJs and journalists on BBC Hereford and Worcester Radio. So, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so she, uh, she, um, we met in Under the Hill Festival. She came and yeah. did a little interview, and I just happened to be there because I was organising one of the stages and playing. And uh, but yeah, she does the um, the drive time show normally with Kate. Justice. Oh, sweet. So, well, yeah. hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's cool. Yeah, and um, so uh, so yeah. So, is there anything that like? like looking back on the process that we had, we only had a week, so we had that mm. constraint, but is there anything looking back that you would have perhaps liked to explore that we didn't explore or anything you would have perhaps liked to have looked into with the uh, track that we didn't get into so much? I don't know. I think with, um, with that one, I feel like we got it pretty much how I, I could imagine it sounding in my head. The only thing that I would want to do is work on more things and also learn more about like because obviously i was sending it back to you and you were doing the the mix and the mastery and stuff i can do it on my own vocals i'm like getting better and better at doing that but probably just learn about how to put it all together into like one one thing do you know what i mean make yeah, it sound totally. cohesive yeah yeah and i think that's probably the only thing i'd explore but i guess that's not really to do with the song is it but <laughs> well i think there's there's an interesting one there because i think if you the way to to do that is to is to almost reverse the roles so yeah, yeah. instead of like there, there kind of always has to be well there doesn't always have to be but i think if you have two people doing the same task 
mm. it complicates things. It's like if yeah, I was yeah, working yeah. with another guitarist and we, we kept changing each other's guitar parts, you know, that, yeah, that, would, yeah. be a bit, that would be a bit kind of conflicting. So yeah. I think there has, there has to be somebody who fundamentally has control over the structure and the, mm. the sort of background instrumentation. And in a way, the best thing to do is to just is to set up collaborations where it forces you to be that guy. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, you know, start start coming up with your beats, start thinking about who you might want to work with you. I mean, perhaps mm. like a like a female vocalist might work really well. So, yeah, so yeah, definitely. There's actually a female somebody. vocalist who's come in here called Hannah Mack and she's, she's just released a song as well, which is well good. So, yeah. Amazing. And also well, yeah. um, Belinda's just joined. Belinda's a fantastic singer as well. She's, she's actually oh, on the, um, she's, um, we're doing this next week. Belinda's my guest next week. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Uh, is it next week? No, it's two weeks time. I yeah. think. I don't know. I'll, I'll Somewhere around there, Sometime, yeah. sometime <laughs> in the future. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, but um, so I think that's, that's a really good way to do it is to force yourself into being in that position because then you, um, I mean, obviously you need experience to sort of like build it on, but uh, if you have a, if you have an issue with a with a like a mix or a or a yeah. structure of a song which you need to fix, mm. you have that pressure from somebody expecting the demo that evening yeah, to yeah. get to get on Google or YouTube and actually figure out okay well figure how do I do it, yeah. yeah how do I tie like I remember there's a, there's a part when I I felt like the mix wasn't really gelling together because what I'd done is I we had we had the the drums and we had the bass and mm. we had the piano. And they just weren't, for me, they just weren't tying together and to, mm. to, to tie together the kick and the bass in, in like rhythmic yeah. orientated um, songs is like a really key step. Mm. And I didn't, I didn't have any idea how to do that. So I actually mm. learned that skill as we were doing the demo, like halfway through the week. And uh, I just had to basically go in and, and tie the waveforms together. So they were like the, the bass yeah. and the, the bass and the kick were like absolutely waveform perfect. And yeah. that was, it was a pain, but it made yeah. such a big difference in the overall mix. I was going to say, it feels, like, then, it feels like it's going to be a small thing, but it's actually a massive thing when you yeah. play it all together, yeah. It's, it's a little bit like um, the equivalent would be like building a house, but not really mm. paying attention to the foundations or the brickwork, because the thing yeah. that you think in your mind is important is like the paint on the walls and the, you know, the, yeah. the art on the walls and stuff, or like the yeah, choice yeah. of sofa. And fundamentally, you don't want to be sat in a house which has shaky foundations. Yeah, I and mean, that's a bit, a bit like, lopsided. yeah, totally. That's yeah. a bit like having a demo where it's sort of you've got all these frills and all these kind of cool bits, but fundamentally, there's just something isn't quite feeling right about the whole like thing. It's just not tying mm. together like it should. And that's that's a difference, I think. It's just that yeah. that attention to detail on the foundation of the song. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, sweet. So, um, so my plan is to. Uh, I'm actually <laughs> very quickly. I was like, yeah, no, this is this is good for me. This is going into my strategy. So I'm going to release <laughs> this song, Bedroom Kingdom, in March. Yeah, and um, it's going to be. So I'm I'm releasing a song every month of 2021. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. So I've for a long time I've always done this kind of like album based mm. um, distribution thing where I sort of do an album, get it out there. But this year I'm going to do it slightly differently. So, um, so hopefully this podcast will come out sometime in March yeah, around yeah. the twenty first, um, and it will be kind of a nice little like combo. Yeah. Um, but the question is, do you have any plans for the track yourself? Uh, or are you just going to kind of sit on it for a while? I'm going to do the same thing as you. Probably talk exact dates Sweet. for like when you want to put it out. 
and then I'll just oh, do okay, it at the sweet. same sort of time. Yeah, I think, no, great idea. Then it's all just one one hit, isn't it? It's not like yeah, go here and listen to it, and go here. It's kind of like well, it's both places. Just find it wherever you like to find it. Yeah. So probably see when you're when you're planning on putting it exactly. Are you do, when are you doing like twenty first of March? Is it when you're doing your drops? Twenty first, yeah. So I just yeah, I yeah. just had to pick a date, and I thought, well, it's twenty twenty one. So I'll do the twenty first. Good reason as any, isn't it? Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> that it just sort of like seems to stand to reason, really. But yeah. um, also, it sort of gave me a bit of time to get the first one out because I was like, if I'd yeah. done the first of January, every like I'd have been like, oh, it yeah, gives yeah. me three less weeks to actually get that first demo out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it'll be coming out. That's that's cool. That's good to know. Yeah. Um, and um, so I, I also like to talk a little bit, like um, obviously we've we've talked a bit about the demo and our collaboration and um but how do you see like what's your sort of how does the future sit with you like musically is have you got have you sort of conceived of where you want to take it or where you want to go into the future or are you just sort of like see yeah. how it goes i want to i want it to work basically uh, like i want to be able to my main source of income be through music and have it as like that kind of job role as well but at the same time i'm not too fast about it being a job because i've got a job that i love so mm. if i can have it just something that i enjoy doing i can get out of my head and get away from the world and just make something and put it out and people enjoy it or connect with it in one way or another um that's pretty awesome as well so mm. if that if that's how it goes then that's how it goes but you know that's thing in your back of your head always that goes well it'd be cool to make a bit of money off this and be able to support myself and get yeah. out or whatever <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. so yeah i mean that's probably where i like working with people it was cool being on the radio and stuff like that so more experience i, w- I just want to fill the time period of doing it with as many cool experiences as possible and then yeah. i'll be happy with it yeah i think that's uh yeah i think that's, uh, that's a, a great thing to aim towards i think my, my experience has been there's two elements to that as well with with any project you do and any sort of thing you want to achieve in your life is you've got the project where um you can sort of try and make it financially sustainable but then you've got the question of okay what what do i need to pay for in my life Mm. and so the other side of that is that you can actually bring that bring that threshold forward by changing the way that you you live and how much money you spend yeah and my my experience has been that i i went for a very extreme version of I wanted to, I just wanted to be doing music full time, so I felt that was the best yeah, way into yeah. it. And so I decided well, I'm going to do anything I can to try and facilitate not having to earn a lot of money yeah. <laughs> on music, yeah. so that I can do yeah. it full time. And um, I, you know, what I wouldn't necessarily advise it to people, but it is a it is a great way to get into your your yeah. passion. Like I mean, it, it forces you into it, doesn't it? Because you've got a you've got a commit to it. If you if you're dropping everything else to do this. And you've got no other like now you're locked in you've got to go for it now it, yeah basically yeah it, it kind of focuses your your mind um but you've got to be a bit careful with that i think because if you you can end up you can end up doing it for the wrong reasons then mm. so if you if you're not careful i mean obviously obviously like money's money makes the world go round, right and basically mm. everything you do everything that we did basically required money as well like we have to have the time the energy and the gear like we have to have the mics and the laptops yeah, and all that yeah. sort of stuff to, to actually end up doing what we did. So there's always going to be a money element to it. But if you end up in, in that rabbit hole of, if you're too forceful of, of trying to make it work financially, it can end up, mm. I think, hurting the, the purity of what you, what what you doing? Yeah. create. It's like, I guess it's like if, like a chef doesn't, if a chef is sort of like 
chefing for the money. He's, he's yeah. not going to make food anywhere near as tasty as if he's chefing he? for the love. Right? Yeah, it's yeah, the same with definitely. musicians and artists and painters and poets and all sorts of stuff. Mm. So there's a, there's this kind of weird balance in the modern day where we sort of require artists and creatives to also have a business brain. And sometimes yeah, yeah. the two can get a bit... It doesn't really line up all the time. It's tricky, yeah. It's tricky. Yeah. And I'm I'm in that balance, definitely. Yeah. Like, I, I, I struggle with that a little bit. Oh, yeah. Um, I have no idea what I'm doing when it comes to business. I just like making things. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's basically it. You just got to try stuff. It doesn't, if it doesn't work, do something else. But then yeah, the, yeah. the trick is to understand how long you should do something for before giving up and trying something mm. new. That's always the, the tricky thing. Yeah. But um, so how does the next sort of like 12 months look for you? Um, are you going to sort um, of like, like musically speaking? Musically? You, yeah. I'm working on, I've been working on the project for a while because the first thing I put out was like, a few little songs just because I wanted to and then a and then a four-part project um which was all very much the same genre I kind of just wanted to make like a if it could be like 10 minute song but just as with one storyline going through it but this time I'm kind of trying to make a fully fledged project it's like a first proper release or something which is going all right it's going pretty touch wood it's going pretty decently so Maybe. I think get that done put it out sometime in early this year and then kind of see where things go. I want to move into like making little music videos and, and mm. lyric videos, anything that I can get my hands on, which is just fun to learn about and mm. and tinker with and, and get all weird and creative with, then that's where I want to go with music. And then hopefully if the project's got a whole theme to it and it's got like music videos or lyric videos or whatever with it, then it kind of engages people with more of like, more than something than just music coming out. So. That's the, that's the idea. It's easy to say then, but you never know how it's going to work out. I just think, you know, if you've got that, if you've got that creative will, you'll find a way to, to mm. do it, you know? And, and I mean, that's, that's the amazing thing that these days you kind of, nobody's got an excuse really, because we've all got, mm. um, we've all got the ability to create like mm. video and photo and audio at our fingertips i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. it is incredible that we have these smartphones which yeah. take photos take videos take audio and the allow you to want edit now, them yeah. right for basically for free just as long as you've got it and everyone's got them right so mm. it's an incredible dawn for creativity but of course the the flip side of that is that there's also a lot of um like the whole the whole creative industry has been flooded with option mm. so if you want to do it professionally and you want to sort of do it and, and be differentiated from other people then that's that's where the, the that's where it starts getting a bit tricky yeah yeah but i think as long as you come at it from um from passionate and and sort of loving perspective then your art will always stand out I yeah think. i mean it's cool because so. it gives it gives everybody an option to see the art that they want to see as well because if it's if everybody's making it and everyone's got the option to then every different type of person and every feeling or thought that's going through your head somebody might be feeling the same and make something similar so you always be able to find something that you can like relate to and resonates with you, which is cool as well. For totally, totally. I think that as long as it, it comes from an authentic place, there will always be people out there who resonate mm. with your feeling. And I think that's the, the trick really is just to find enough people who resonate with your feeling for them to want to mm. pay you the odd couple of quid here and there. Yeah, to say, to then, oh, it's quite nice to hear what yeah, you have to say, yeah. justify it. But <laughs> yeah. I've, one thing I heard recently, which was which was really sort of interesting thing to hear, it sort of totally stands to reason, is that, you know, generally speaking, when people are like just kind of cruising along at their own pace and like 
fairly happy with life, mm. art takes a backseat, music takes yeah. a backseat. But it's in those moments of like, like polar and extreme mm. emotion that art becomes required. It becomes necessary, you know. And we've yeah. all had that when you're when you're when you're down in the dumps or you're elated, and you. You, you suddenly find yourself attracted by art and mm. you suddenly see like the beauty in a painting or the intricacy in a piece of music. Mm. And um, there, that's kind of what you're looking for. You're looking for, for that kind of connection with people on that, on that extreme level. Yeah, but the problem definitely. is that you just never know when those people are going to be listening to yeah. your stuff. I mean, well, I mean example that's the good be, thing though. Yeah. If, if you just keep making and keep on, talking about things that are like real to you and like have happened and, and you, it, like you said come from an authentic place then there's always going to be someone out there that goes god that's exactly what i was feeling like at that point or is that really speaks for what i didn't know how to put into words which is it's quite nice really because it means it's a, it's a voice for everybody who might not feel like they've got a voice at the time exactly yeah, yeah. it's when somebody and it's it works the same for me when i'm feeling down the dumps and i listen to something musically or i, I see some art and it just seems to it seems to take my, my feeling, which I'm struggling with and I don't understand, and give it context. Mm. And that context is an astonishingly powerful thing. Yeah, yeah. You know? And um, I had it recently where I, the last track I released in January was very much a heartfelt, sort of like honest piece of writing, which, mm. um, which I wrote earlier this year. And I had um, an, an email from a guy who um who's a promoter down in london who i've worked with on concerts before and um and he was just like distraught like i, I had yeah. no idea i had no idea that he was going through the stuff he was going through um but he's just suddenly felt compelled like he said he listened to the track and burst into tears and i was like yeah. it's just it's that it's that level of connection which is which is pretty much exactly why i do what i do yeah you know yeah. to to not only to kind of feed into that loop of somebody some musician out there has helped me in that position and so i want to be that mm. for some other people as well yeah definitely i do i do we were talking about like creativity be able to do creative stuff at, the, at your fingertips because while we're locked down at the moment i do a thing called bedroom sessions i've got three of them at the moment um and that it's just I've, I've just in my bedroom about filming as well to try and make it creative and like add some another layer to it um but back on that topic is I, I don't try not to shy away from subjects which are, are quite deep or, or like heartfelt in those subjects because i don't know i think both of us being young men at the moment we all know what comes along with that um and i think if if you're there speaking out about things and and trying to be somebody who's open and honest about stuff, it kind of opens the door for other people, other young men, but everybody who feels a little bit like voiceless at the time to be able to go, mm. yeah, I, I actually know what you mean. I haven't been able to speak about it. And like you were mm. saying, like the, your mate who listened to it and thought, God, I need to, I, I want to reach out now. So it's, mm. it's, it's definitely worth doing, mm. I think. Mm. Absolutely. And I do think I, I genuinely believe and you can see it from there's certain certain sort of like trends that are occurring at the moment. But I think there's there's been a very a, a totally required and important push in um, in um, supporting young women. Mm. And I think that I think in the last sort of like five to ten years, because there's been this continued and, and, and again, like I say, required push for, for young women and women in general, mm. it can feel like a young man, like 
there isn't that support for you. And you do see, yeah. like I see in, in certain things that come through on my social media, which is great to see is like people saying, well, hang on a minute. Like, let's not forget, like mm. the same issues that affect everybody affect everybody. And yeah. I think if there's, if there's going to be this, this general um, discussion about equality and about, support it should be mm. it should be basically for everybody who's under the age of you know 40 yeah yeah like it I, shouldn't just be for for one I sex or gender the, or race. Uh, i think the the push for the, the there's a need that has to be met um for the woman the woman's movement at the moment and any push for that is just incredible and it needs to be supported and alongside with that i mean if you're if you're endorsing that push and you want to fight for that we also need to toxic masculinity is a huge part of that and and part of the toxic masculinity is men feeling that they have to be a man whatever that that means these days um and because that's such a changing concept i think breaking down those barriers first and then mm. going right guys it's okay to chat about things we may maybe we're not feeling them right mm. um and then break that that toxic cycle and that the toxic mm. cycle also comes with a lot of things like some of the misogynistic views that young men have which have been taught to them by their fathers and the father's fathers so mm. it's all one in the same push and one in the same fight i think as mm. soon as we embody that breakdown of toxic masculinity into the fight for that as well we're in a we're moving in a really good direction so yeah i think i think that's a really really important point that supporting everyone supports everyone yeah yeah and i definitely. think the danger the danger is that if you don't support everyone then you're going to end up with these kind of like polarized views mm. um and that's going to lead to to problems yeah. it's difficult though because the, the media does not push the both sides of the story do they they want one extreme from one side and one extreme from the other side because it well, makes people yeah pay for things and tune in doesn't sell papers does it so <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. sell papers doesn't sell subscription <laughs> no anyway um uh, i'd um with that's i think that's pretty much where um uh i'd like to sort of like take uh take yeah. our conversation so that's that's incredible thank you so much for for uh, for tuning in um what yeah, i would yeah. say is that what we generally do is um if people want to know a bit more about you ben how do they find out more about you where's where's the best places um, to go if you fancy it come have a look uh my like instagram and all oh, that's my well, i'm not very good at social media so Instagram's probably the best one uh that's ben obi just at ben obi um and then spotify youtube all that under the same name ben obi b-e-n-o-b-i if you want if oh, you youtube I've, I've not been on your youtube channel actually i need to check that out yeah i haven't really put so much effort into the youtube channel it's more spotify and instagram but youtube yeah. I'm, I'm coming for it so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well look forward to it i'm gonna I'd, I'd like to i don't know whether you sort of elucidated to it a little bit about like doing a few more streams and maybe some live streams at some point or mm, you know yeah. some stuff like that so it'd be i'll be interested to uh, to see you get into that game and if yeah, you need any help just cool. let me know as well but yeah but thank you so much for, for your time this evening yeah, and, for um, and we'll be in touch of course and we'll do some, plenty more stuff together but yeah. um, but our track Bedroom Kingdom comes out on the 21st of March 2021 yes, and I'm very much looking forward to it yeah me too great experience cheers, thank you so much for having us you're welcome and uh, I'll speak to you again soon cheers, right, take care take see care. you later bye bye Throughout this podcast, you heard Ben and I talk a lot about the track we produced for the BBC Introducing Collaborations project, Bedroom Kingdom, how we worked together, particularly remotely during the coronavirus pandemic. 
The track will be available on all streaming platforms through my channel and Ben's channel from the 21st of March 2021. So, without further ado, here is the track, and we both hope you like it. She told me that it's over, told me that I'm done, told me that for her it was a little bit of fun. I said, tell that to my heart, girl, tell that to my head, tell that to my body burned and broken and despaired, oh. From my memories of burning members of the she want to know if I know if it's over. Know a lot of straight dogs on fire. Just one of my silver lanterns. And the city never sleeps. Don't worry, speak up. Stuck inside your sheets, dreams don't really mean much. I've been tripping, feeling lean, trying not to speed up. If you're kissing on my neck, don't get your teeth stuck. Ask me where I've been, I've been gone. I reside in my bedroom kingdom. And the walls all talk, I listen. Do you think it's just struck my vision? Ask me where I've been, I've been gone. I reside in my bedroom kingdom And the rules all talk our lessons Do you think she you told me my that it's over Told me that I'm done Told me that for her it was a little bit of fun I said tell that to my heart, girl Tell that to my head Tell that to my body burned and broken in despair then I'll get off for the both of us I should've known your heart was froze You had the coldest touch And when we spoke I wish I waited till I sobered up I know I need a little something So my thoughts don't rush And when you go out my soul Don't even realise Happy lives don't grow on trees If money buys love I think I'll pay those fees But my overdrive's gone I think I fell too deep Ask me where I've been I've been gone I reside in my bedroom kingdom And the rules all talk I listen do you think it's just struck my vision? Ask me where I've been, I've been gone I reside in my bedroom kingdom And the rules all talk our lessons Do you think it's just struck my vision? She told me that it's over Told me that I'm done Told me that for her it was a little bit of fun I said tell that to my heart, girl Tell that to my head Tell that to my body Thanks very much for tuning into this episode of Jizzology. 
If you like what you heard, please share, like, and subscribe on all your preferred social media or indeed podcast platforms. If you'd like to know more about my guest, Ben Obi, you can find him on Instagram at underscore Ben Obi and on Spotify. If you'd like to know more about me, Jeremy Johnson, you can find me at jeremyjohnson.co.uk. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll see you on the next podcast.